Cancer runs in my family. Now what? Well, for a lot of us, that question is very personal. I know within the last few years, I had to face the facts that my mother was a breast cancer survivor and my father was a kidney cancer survivor. So for a lot of people, the realization is, well, Jessica, you'll get cancer. Well, that not only upset me, the thought of having cancer, but it also made me look into this and find out that just because your family members, even your mom and dad, have had cancer or have cancer now, doesn't mean you have to. So we're going to talk about a couple things today. First, I want you to understand that having yearly or annual checkups is key. Um, blood work, having blood work done shows your physician a lot of different things. It's also a comparison to the year before. So when we skip multiple years without going in for a physical, it really puts us and our physician at a disadvantage. Um, it's good to catch things early. It's good to have preventative care instead of having to experience treatment. So let me say that one more time. It's always better to invest and take time for preventative care than to have to take time and effort in treatment. So we want to prevent, and that's what we're talking about today. Now, the very first thing I want you to know is that when I realized uh, both of my parents had had cancer, both of my parents also suffer from high blood pressure and are on medication for that, I realized that after a physical, probably about two years ago, I was diagnosed with hypertension and really had been in the past, if I'm fully honest with you. Um, and so the doctor talked with me about that and the fact that if I didn't get my health under control, uh, she would be placing me on high blood pressure medication. And I didn't want that. So here's some things that I did. Um, I don't know that they are the end all. They're just things that I've researched and I've spoken with physicians. I've talked with nurses. I've talked with oncologists, which are doctors that specialize in cancer. And here's what we've kind of put together. So the very first thing is preventative care. And I just talked to you about going for your physical, but it goes a little further than that. You really want to go for cancer screenings, especially in the areas that run in your family. So for women, that would be um, breast screenings, also having pap smears. Um, for our male patients, that would be prostate exams. For everyone, that would be skin exams. Uh, that can be done with your physician, but I highly recommend going to a dermatologist, which is a physician that um, specializes in the skin. And having scans or having them do full body checks each year or every other year at least to compare. And then also there's something called head and neck screenings that a lot of people don't know about. And it takes just a few minutes for a physician to uh, check your neck, check your mouth. Um, and this really is preventative care in finding any head and neck cancers early on. A lot of dentists actually do this procedure. So if yours does, that's great. But if not, make sure that your general practitioner or your regular physician or doctor is doing that and ask about it as well. I know um, different hospitals offer free screenings. They um, have those throughout the year, and so you can take advantage of those as well. The next area that I want to dive into is actually just a healthy lifestyle. 
It's eating healthier, and we'll talk about what that really means. It's exercising, and it's getting enough sleep. So let's start with eating healthy. What I recommend are increasing vegetables, increasing plants in your diet. Um, I also suggest reducing the amount of protein or meats, especially red meats that you're eating. So that could be a concentration of seafoods. Um, could also be lean chicken, um, lean pork. If you'd like to do red meat, and often I love a steak, um, there are lean cuts of steak that you can do, and there's also watching your portion size. So you want to stay within five to seven ounces of a lean protein, depending on what that is. Now, the other thing when we talk about exercise is really just getting our bodies moving. So if you already exercise and have a plan, excellent, continue. If you say, Jessica, I have no exercise plan, well, I would say start out slowly. The first thing is actually to talk with your physician. They know your health. They know the medications you're on. They know your history. And so they would be a great one to start out with saying, I want to begin exercising. What are some safe suggestions for, from you? And also think about starting out slowly. So if you decide that you and your family are going to begin to walk, let's say you're going to walk in your neighborhood, you may want to choose a cooler time in the day. You may want to make sure you start out slowly. Maybe start out with half a mile. Once you do that a few days or a week or more and you feel like you can handle that, maybe go up to a mile. I know um, at the beginning of quarantine for COVID-19, my husband and I began walking in the mornings. And I'm going to just be transparent with you. After about a mile, I was completely exhausted because I went from doing no exercise now to walking. And we were walking at a swift pace. And so after about three months, we were up to close to three miles. But it really is a process. Same with bike riding or swimming. Start out slowly. If you go full in, you may hurt yourself, pull muscles. You also may overexert yourself. And so you want to make sure that you're taking the right precautions with exercise. And then the last thing I mentioned was sleep. And I love to talk about sleep because I believe it's the energy in which our body functions. Um, it's really refueling us. So seven or more hours a night, um, if you're not able to do that, get as much uninterrupted sleep as possible. That's when your body um, heals itself or um, I'm trying to look look for the word it um, you know repairs itself. There we go. So that can be with muscle and bone tissue. It's also when our long-term memory connections happen. So if you're having a problem remembering things or you're having issues with short-term memory and that's really concerning you, it could be directly affected by the amount of sleep that you have each night. And remember, I always say this, if you're sleeping seven or more hours and you wake up exhausted, sleepy during the day, going to sleep when you sit or sit down, um, you want to talk with your physician about that too because that actually could be a condition called sleep apnea and you'll want to get that checked. So the next thing I want to talk to you about is not smoking. So no smoking, no vaping whatsoever. Uh, both are pretty much 
just as harmful as the other. I actually think vaping is more dangerous than regular cigarette smoking. Uh, I'd love to give you more info on that if you're interested. Uh, but no smoking, no vaping. Also, limit your sun exposure. And when you are in the sun, try and make sure to cover yourself by wearing wide-brimmed hats. There are actually sun um, or SPF um, sun exposure clothing that, that protects you from the sun and UV rays. So be really careful with that. Also make sure you're using a sunscreen. Um, I recommend 30 SPF or more. And remember to reapply that every two to three hours. So these are just some things that in general will help prevent cancer. So as we end this session, there's a few things that I want to talk with you about that all are in connection to cancer prevention. And again, I can't stress to you that taking the time and effort and even money to do preventative care will actually save you and protect your health in the future to stay away from having to have treatment. So here's a couple things. Number one, you want to have a healthy weight. And if you're not sure what your healthy weight is, there's a lot of um, links and websites you can go to online where you put your age, your height, and they'll tell you what your weight should be, what a healthy range is. Also, be physically active. Remember, talk with your physician, find a plan that works for you, that you enjoy, um, and make sure you're moving your body. You know, simple things could be park a little further away from the store entrance and have to walk in and out of the store. Um, take the stairs instead of the elevator. There's a lot of things you can do to stay physically active. We talked about a healthy diet. We want to make sure that what we're putting in our bodies is nutritious, that it helps us. We want to um, limit the amount of fast food that we're eating because it's full of sugar, fat, and um, carbohydrates that our body doesn't need. Remember, we do need some carbs. That's fuel also for our bodies, but it needs to be the right type of carbohydrates. We talked about earlier, but it's on my list. Again, limiting red meat. Um, limiting sugar drinks. So this means sodas. So I want you to be really cautious with that. A lot of the calories that we intake each day really is uh, from things that we drink. This is the comparison that I always share with people. One can of regular Coca-Cola has the same amount of sugar in it as a dozen Krispy Kreme donuts. So just process that for a second. Same amount of sugar in those two things. Um, you want to limit your amount of alcohol. Uh, there is a lot of sugar and there's a lot of calories in alcohol. And also alcohol does a lot of things that damage damages our body um, and is really harmful for our liver especially and our kidneys. So limit your amount of alcohol. Um, we also encourage if um, mothers would like to breastfeed, that is, there is a link there that that reduces cancer. And the biggest thing is really just to follow the doctor's recommendations. You know, we go to the doctor when we're sick and we want them to fix us, but often we ignore um, their warnings or their preventative um, suggestions. So I really encourage you to have some candid conversations with your physician. Open up, share some things that are happening to you. And when they give you suggestions, you need to at least give them a try. So what I want you to understand is 
um, about 40 to 50% of cancers can be prevented with preventative care. And so I want to know that I've done all I can. But let's end on this note. Jessica, you do everything you can to be healthy and you still get cancer. What's that? Well, that happens. And you know, it could happen to me. But here's what I do. I practice preventative care. I go to the physician. I do my blood work. I go to my OBGYN and I'm checked. I go to my dentist and I'm checked. I go to my dermatologist and they check my skin. And here's what will happen. If, in fact, they find some cancer of some sort in or on my body, well, they're going to find it in a very early stage. And so my treatment is going to be so much simpler, easier on me physically, and I'll have a greater chance of survival. So I want you to understand that even though we do all we can, we may still develop cancer of some type, but we want to catch it early. I want to know at stage one, not at stage four, because often with cancers in stage four, it's really a matter of keeping a patient comfortable. Um, we still have, uh, you know, care and there is high um, recovery rates often, but we want to get in there in the very beginning of diagnosis so that we can treat it early on. So I hope this has given you some inspiration. I hope you're not downtrodden and worried that it's just a matter of time before I get cancer because I don't believe in that. I believe you can change your lifestyle, change your habits, and you can um, overcome this and not become a cancer patient. To find out more about the topic covered in this podcast, make sure to follow the Facebook and the Instagram links on our podcast homepage. There you'll find web links to credible or trustworthy websites that you can go to to find out more information. Make sure that you find out all you can about your health and your health care in order to empower you to know more and feel better.